and welcome Hoosier fans to a special Wednesday morning IU Fort Wayne preview edition of the Assembly Call. This is Andy Bottoms and uh, Jared and I noticed that we didn't really spend too much time breaking down the IU Fort Wayne matchup in our last postgame show after the Liberty win, uh, so I wanted to get a quick podcast out there this morning to prepare everybody for the game tonight. So if you look at this statistically, when IU has the ball, um, they should have a couple of big advantages. Overall, IU ranks fourth in offensive efficiency, while Fort Wayne defensively uh, is ranked 187th uh, starting this morning. So, uh, you know, the one thing that, that Fort Wayne does well there is that they don't put their opponents on the line. So in, they're in the top 50 uh, in opponents' free throw rate. So, uh, you know, maybe a struggle for IU uh, to get to the stripe, but that's certainly something we'll watch for as the game goes on. Uh, in terms of advantages for IU, though, uh, they shoot the ball extremely well. They're currently 6th in effective field goal percentage, 20th on 3-pointers, and 27th on 2s, while Fort Wayne is 290th in effective field goal defense, um, and and even worse than that, 313th against 3-pointers. So uh, we know IU is going to want to shoot a lot of 3s. They'll probably continue to do so. We'll try to work the ball through the paint, as has been a topic recently, but I think the 3-pointer will continue to be a big part of this game uh, and something that Fort Wayne has struggled with in their uh, early games so far. IU is also 7th in offensive rebound percentage, getting nearly 45% of its misses. Uh, and Fort Wayne is just outside the top 200 in defensive rebounding percentage. Uh, we'll talk about this in a minute, but part of that has to do with they don't have a lot of size on their roster. Uh, and so I think that's another area that IU could look to exploit on the offensive end. Uh, and then the, uh, the the turnovers that we've talked so much about, uh, particularly after the Liberty game, IU now 327th in turnover rate. That's out of 351 teams, so obviously not very good there. Um, but Fort Wayne doesn't do, you know, does an okay job of turning opponents over uh, around 20% of their possessions. So uh, I think regardless of the opponent at this point, IU fans are going to want to watch and see how much this team turns the ball over and how well they take care of the ball. On the flip side, uh, when Fort Wayne has it, their offense is ranked right around uh, 100th, uh, while IU's defense is right around 50th. So, uh, you know, a couple things to watch for there. Fort Wayne is making nearly 38% from three-point range. Uh, but to this point, the IU three-point defense has been pretty good. Uh, we know that, you know, Crean talked about that after the Liberty game, and, and they really focused on uh, trying not to leave shooters, and that'll be another area of focus as they move into the game tonight against Fort Wayne. Uh, Fort Wayne also, like IU, struggles with turning the ball over uh, their turnover rate. Not as bad as IU's, but uh, close to 21%. Uh, that's something that IU hasn't really taken advantage of against most opponents so far this year, so not sure how much of a factor that will be. Uh, and Fort Wayne, you know, does have an advantage in getting to the line. They're 91st in free throw rate. Uh, IU is ranked 166th. I think a great deal of that is due to the Kansas game. Um, but, you know, some of those numbers are going to adjust a bit over the course of the season. But again, um, you know, trying to keep trying to keep Fort Wayne off the line is going to be important. If we look at individual players for Fort Wayne, uh, their top player is uh, point guard Mo Evans. Uh, he's averaging over 23 points a game and nearly five assists so far, coming off his best game of the season where he had uh, 33 points, 13 assists against UMass Lowell. And he now has three straight games with five, uh, with at least five three-pointers. So what I would say is, though, you know, assist-wise, um, while he does have the ability to do that, he had 13 in that game, but just six uh, in the others. So uh, that will be, you know, interesting to see how well IU can keep him out of the lane uh, not give him open looks from the outside. He's a very versatile player and one that they're going to, uh, you know, have to contain. He had 21 against IU in these teams matched up last year. So he's kind of the, the straw that stirs the drink for the Mastodons and, and the guy that will be the focal point of IU's defensive effort to stop him. Uh, you know, I think you'll see certainly Robert Johnson, Josh Newkirk, 
uh, you know, maybe even uh, uh, Juwan Morgan, OG Ananobi, as, uh, as you know, I switches things out top on him, uh, give him some different looks and make it hard for him to get going. Uh, John Conchar uh, is a, a forward, a 6'5 forward. He averaged 13 points and a little bit over nine rebounds a game as a freshman a season ago uh, and is doing roughly the same thing uh, so far this year. Uh, he's very efficient. He doesn't use a lot of possessions, which is the opposite of, of Evans and one of the guys we'll talk about here in a second. Um, but he's got at least 11 points and seven rebounds in each game. So a consistent performer, played well against Arkansas uh, early in the season at 17 points, 12 rebounds against them. So uh, has done well against major conference competition and uh, and did well against IU last year. Had 14 points, eight rebounds uh, in that matchup a year ago. Again, I think IU size has the chance to give him some trouble. Uh, you know, like I said, only a six-five guy. Uh, I think he'll certainly get his points, but he's not. Uh, as I said, doesn't use a ton of possessions. He's he's very efficient. Um, but another guy, you know, those those first two guys I mentioned are really the guys that IU wants to try to limit. Otherwise, they've got Bryson Scott, Purdue transfer. Uh, he's averaging about 12 and a half points a game. Um, pretty ugly efficiency numbers at this point. Not shooting the ball well from the floor, um, but using quite a few possessions, at least four turnovers in three of the four games. So uh, he's been a bit uh, up and down uh, for IPFW so far, uh, or Fort Wayne, I guess they've they've rebranded. Um, I did pretty good waiting this far to slip that in. Um, but I think, you know, I, I, he's a guy who, while he certainly had the talent to be at a uh, at a major conference program, uh, I, I think he's he's a guy who you can probably force into some bad shots and bad decisions as you go. Uh, doesn't scare me as much as, uh, you know, guys like Evans and Conchar would. Uh, Case and Harrell, uh, also a double-digit scorer for them, 11 points. He's got at least 10 in all four games. Uh, good catch-and-shoot guy. He's shooting uh, 57% from three. Uh, which Evans actually is as well. So um, he's a guy we talked in you know, the last game about not trying to leave shooters and uh, and and IU trying to do a good job of that. I think he's another one where that carries forward from the Liberty game. And then in terms of big guys, they really don't have a lot. Um, they've got two guys over six nine that play any any number of minutes. Uh, Brent Calhoun is one. Um, he, he's a six nine guy, averaging six and a half points, six and a half rebounds a game. Uh, only one game in double figure scoring this season, at least five rebounds in each in each, but. Uh, Turnovers for him have been a bit of a concern as well. Uh, I think, you know, IU should be able to contain him uh, and, and put some pressure on him defensively by having him guard, uh, whether it's Thomas or OG or uh, or Deron Davis inside. Uh, Xavier Taylor is another one, uh, five, 5.8 points per game, 6-9 uh, transfer from Bradley. He had 12 against Arkansas in the opener, but just 11 points in the three games since, and no more than three boards in any of the games out there. So, um, again, he's playing a decent amount because – uh, he's got the size that they don't really have a lot of on the roster. Uh, again, not not really a focal point of their offense by any means. And then D'Angelo Stewart is a uh, is another senior on their team, another six five guy. Um, got decent efficiency numbers, doesn't score a whole lot, um, but a, but a solid a solid uh, veteran guy that they'll have. So those are really the the main guys that IPFW is going to play at least based on uh, anything that I've looked at. So again, Evans and Concha are really the guys to uh, to look at. Uh, in terms of other things, you know, depth uh, is a pretty big question mark for uh, for Fort Wayne, um, and and perhaps that's why they haven't put people on the line very much uh, because they're trying to stay out of foul trouble. Uh, but they really those you know seven guys I mentioned play the bulk of their minutes. They've got a few other guys they've rotated in, um, but have played more in the in a blowout win over uh, a non D one school than they have in the uh, in the major conference games that they've had. Uh, if they do play those three guards, if they play Scott Evans and Harold together. Uh, I think that gives them some matchup issues against IU's bigger lineups. Uh, so I don't know how much they'll do that, but that's something to watch for if they try to get additional shooters on the floor. 
uh, by playing Harrell a little bit more. Um, I'm not sure how he would match up well defensively if IU went with a starting lineup similar uh, to what they did on uh, on Saturday uh, with Juwan Morgan playing the three. And then, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, I think OG uh, could really give Conchar some trouble, both keeping him off the boards and, and making it hard for him to score. So I think a lot of the, you know, kind of physical matchups play in IU's favor, how that actually plays out in the game uh, are unclear. Um, I think a few keys to the game, slow down Evans, as I mentioned before, uh, and stay close to Harrell. Uh, you know, again, we talked about not not trying to leave those guys, and, and dribble penetration has been an issue, and that's really where uh, things come in with Evans. So look for Robert Johnson, Josh Newkirk, uh, you know, a slew of guys to get a chance to slow him down, and I think if they can keep him from getting going, uh, they should be able to win pretty comfortably. Uh, last year, IU beat them on the glass 51-28, to and I would look for similar performance this year. Uh, again, not a ton of size on the Fort Wayne roster, and uh, and IU coming off a game when they really dominated the glass against Liberty. And then turnovers, um, regardless of the fact that you know Fort Wayne doesn't turn its opponents over very much, uh, those have been a big concern for IU, so they need to limit those, kind of show their learning from some of the mistakes they made in the in the prior couple games, uh, and build on and and build on that as we go forward and look to you know bigger and better games. So those are the few things I'm looking for uh, in the game tonight. Should be a good one. Uh, I will actually not be on the post-game show, but Jared, Ryan, and Will, uh, or some combination thereof, will be there to break down the win. Um, in the meantime, if you need uh, anything else to listen to, uh, make sure to check out the Bracketology.fm podcast that I've been doing this season. Uh, this week we had a friend of the show, Brian Tonsoni, uh, of reigning Bracket Matrix champs Delphi Bracketology on. Uh, talked a lot about their experience from last year and winning it and getting on CBS uh, and all the excitement there. Uh, and also, you know, look back at some of the uh, games from last week and ahead to all the uh, college tournaments that are going on this week. So it uh, should be a good listen if you got any uh, any holiday-related road trips uh, and want to uh, listen to a couple uh, guys nerd out about basketball. So uh, with that, I'll wrap up this episode. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, go Hoosiers, and happy Thanksgiving. If your loved one is at risk of a fall, the Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health can help support their safety in their home with 24-7 emergency monitoring even when you can't be there. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at cvs.com slash symphony or find it at your nearest CVS Health Hub. Rocket Pro Insight gives real estate agents full visibility into the loan status of each of their clients, making it easier than ever to help their clients strengthen their offers with a verified approval. Plus, agents can adjust a client's approval letter amount in real time. Sign up today at rocketpro.com slash real estate and get the freedom to check a client's progress from anywhere at any time. Call for terms and details. Equal housing lender. License in 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Verified approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.